Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, the day is officially here. UCF is finally in the Big 12. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I am your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as you see, new background, probably a little echoey. I apologize if I couldn't fix it. This is the best I could do with the time I was given. A lot of moving has taken place. New apartment, a lot nicer apartment. Obviously, you guys saw the backdrop that I had set up, but if you saw the apartment, it was very old. So this is much nicer, but you get a little bit echo if I didn't fix it. But with that being said, welcome you two. I mean, no, we don't see you anymore. You know, off season, we we barely we see you maybe once a month, if that. Um, so I'm sure the fans of Charge On are, are happy to see their good old friends Nick and Rob. So um, Nick, how are you doing? We'll start with you, and then and then we'll go to Rob. I'm doing good. I mean, you, you, well, first of all, your recording schedule, you picked the one night that I'm always busy. I've always got other priorities and they're called work going on. So, you know, it's called softball. It's called you hitting a ball over a fence. That's work. Uh, incorrect. I have, I have hit zero balls over the fence. I can assure you of that. <laughs> uh, but, but regardless, glad to be on to, to celebrate. Is, we're celebrating, right? We're in the Big 12, right? We're celebrating. Yeah, it's a, this is the celebrating episode. There you go. There you go. How could I miss it? Well, that's this is the one episode you guys couldn't miss uh, before the season. This is like the one we all had to be on. And then if you don't want to come back until August 30th, then that's fine. But uh, Mr. Husby, how are we doing uh, late night tonight? Very late night because of Nick's softball obligations. But we respect it. We respect the hustle. We respect the grind. Uh, but how are we doing tonight, Rob? I'm I'm doing great. You know, for an old guy like me, you're keeping me up this late before I have to go to work the next day is is criminal. Well, but you know when what? we're neither uh, of you have jury duty in the morning, so you know, let's, let's, uh, let's that's a true so that's a that true out. old let's, man let's right pipe there. It down over there. I didn't know we were going to bring up the jury duty on stream, but yeah, like we were talking about all the ways you can get out of jury duty. We're not going to go into <laughs> <laughs> Tell them that UCF's way. going into the Big 12. Maybe they'll use that as an excuse. Literally, yeah. You could be like, I was up really late recording. You're not, your your honor, I, I need to be go nighting and charging on today. And you're in, you're, <laughs> you're, in, you're in the way. You're in the way. Are you, are you a USF fan? Is that why you're keeping me here in contempt? You know, I, I mean, there's, there's many routes I can go down. I got really hammered last night celebrating the day before. And I just Guess can't like think the straight. Judge. I just can't think straight. Um, but like we said, guys, obviously you guys know it's, it's officially here. I mean, we've been waiting. It feels like an eternity, but also at the same time, like we haven't waited a day because it's felt like as soon as UCF was in the big 12 or it got announced, it felt like we were kind of already members in a way. 
But as of, I mean, I think this is getting posted June 30th. So as of tomorrow, UCF is officially a member of the Big 12. Kind of give your guys' thoughts. I mean, I, we, we've given our thoughts so much when it comes to Big 12 and what this means for the program. But now that it's officially here and you're officially going to be a member of the Big 12, kind of give your guys' quick thoughts and, and what it means for you personally as alumni of the school, but what it means for the whole of UCF. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just say first and foremost, uh, you know, being from Tampa and growing up, you know, a Florida State fan and obviously USF in your backyard and knowing all that, I say all the time until the Fiesta Bowl in 2013, I legit could not tell you what UCF. I'm serious. Like maybe I was living under a rock growing up, but had no idea what UCF was. Right? They were just that thing in Orlando. Right? That's all it was to me. And to see how quickly. I mean, we're talking that was 10 years ago. I mean, how quickly. From the rise to what Conference USA and then the American Athletic Conference, and now in the Big 12, UCF is in the Big 12. And, you know, they talk so much about, and I told Terry Mahadra said this over and over, that the doors just kind of opened up at the right time, and UCF happened to be in front of the line. And they got very fortunate and lucky. And, you know, we've talked about it at nauseum the media rights deal and how important this is going to be and the revenue that we're going to see pumped into this program, all the great decisions that they're doing right now with the athletic kind of village that they're building there and continuing to add on for the next decade or so. Uh, so yeah, it's a monumental day, uh, especially if you're one of those people who, you know, maybe you're an older UCF fan and I mean, my goodness, maybe you went there when it was Florida tech. I don't know, but you know, I mean, you've seen everything from when this school didn't have a football program and, you know, when they were wearing those, let's just call it what they are, those ugly gold jerseys that just had no character. And you were watching Donovan, Dante Culpepper light everybody up in the Citrus Bowl in all those days. And here you are, your, your program that you love is now in a major conference and is a player in, in a national eye. So it's a huge day. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, I didn't know you were going straight to me. I mean, listen, I, I kind of, same thing. I mean, Nick obviously grew up a lot closer to Orlando than I did. I grew up on the complete opposite side of the state, of the state, of the country um, in California. So, I mean, I had no connection to UCF growing up uh, other than family being alumni. So, you know, I had family that went to UCF during um, the Fiesta Bowl years, you know, the year they beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, to, you know, having family go to UCF once they went 0-16. So, literally, the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, you know, having Blake Bortles go, um, you know, in, in the top round of, uh, of the NFL draft to, you know, not winning a game. Um, I came into UCF right as UCF won um, the AAC championship game against uh, Memphis. So, that was, like, legit my first live UCF game. So, I've always kind of had it nice at UCF where I haven't had to be in the lowest of lows with the team. So, you know, I can kind of see it through rose colored glasses where I can see where this team can be at its best and where this organization can be at its best. So, I mean, but, but same thing. I mean, you know, you saw them, I think we all three saw how good this team was, you know, just several years ago under Scott Frost and Josh Heupel going undefeated, winning the peach bowl, winning AAC championships and now, you know, they're they're on to bigger and better things. They're going into a Power 5 conference. And I remember right after, I think this was the first year of uh, Josh Heupel's tenure as head coach, 
um, I sat down for an interview because we were all doing journalism and um, I did a story where just, you know, sitting down talking with somebody that worked with UCF Athletics and, you know, it was just I, I brought up one of the questions about, you know, going into a bigger conference eventually. And it seemed like so far away, like 10, 15 years down the road is when we'd see it. And no, less than about five, six years later, UCF's in a power five conference. So like Nick kind of said, you know, it, it's just happened all so fast and it's kind of been one big blur, but it's been a hell of a journey and it's just getting started like this seems like an endpoint for one thing, but it's going right into the next chapter of this program. It's a young, young program still compared to, especially in this state, like it's compared to FSU, Miami, Florida, like this is a young program. So even still, like there's a lot of work to be done and and it's only going to get hopefully upwards from here for this, for this entire school. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. It definitely, but it kind of just feels like the start of something like it, it seems like everything that's come before it, obviously you need to have all of that happen to get to this point, right? Everything has to go right. And everything didn't, we'll go into it today because we're going to talk about uh, some lovely things for the final time on this episode, but uh, everything needed to go right. And unlike you guys, I mean, I've lived in Orlando my entire life. I've been a UCF fan ever since I was a kid. Uh, I remember, <laughs> Ever since I can remember, I've lived five minutes from UCF. I've always wanted to go to UCF as a kid. So I've always had that love for the school. Blake Bortles went to my high school. So like I knew Blake before he was at UCF, right? And him going to Oviedo High School, and he was basically like everybody's idol, seeing like, oh, this guy is drafted third to Jacksonville. He went to UCF and played quarterback. He wasn't supposed to play quarterback in college. Everybody wanted him to play tight end, but UCF got him as a quarterback. And to go through all the highs and lows of UCF, like, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I'm only 24, and I can't imagine being a fan, you know, 10, 15, 20 years earlier and to see, like, I I can't imagine. Because all I can remember is UCF not being in the Power Five, but being, you, you could always feel that they were right on the cusp of it. You can always feel like if there was ever a time UCF's in the perfect state. They're in a perfect recruiting location to kind of make some noise. And the fact that it's finally here, I know we can all say it's it's we are ecstatic. We are pumped to be able to get some of these home games that are now sold out. Season tickets sold out months prior. Individual games sold out three months before it happens. I mean, never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined that UCF would take this meteoric rise. And Call it like it is. They're the youngest Power 5 team to become a Power 5 team in the history of college football. So, I mean, it's only going to get better. The sleeping giant has been awoken. And for all of the for the Power 3 in Florida that thinks there's not a Power 4, listen, you can call it like it is. But UCF the last couple years has been making some noise in the recruiting game, and they have the best record out of all of you guys from the last 10 years. So, again, you can talk about competition, and we're not going to get into that conversation. But Don't tempt me, Sean. I think we can all, Don't tempt me. I get it. I get it. I saw your face. I knew I had to like throw that in there. But I think we can all agree that UCF is a major player in the state. And if it's not this year when you know those schools are going to give respect, it really doesn't matter. We don't need respect from the blue bloods that have been here since 1850. But I think we can all agree UCF is right there. And the respect is going to come in the state once UCF continues to win all these recruiting battles 
that in about a couple days, we'll see them win another recruiting battle um, with Kylan Fox, who I think we I said that's my number one target on my board, and they're going to beat the Seminoles for it. Regardless of who the Seminoles have, obviously they have the number one tight end in the class. Not discrediting them for that, but they won a Kylan Fox. Don't make any mistake about it. Uh, and UCF is going to beat them, just like we beat the Gators last year, and just like we beat Miami for recruits. So, great times at UCF, officially in the Big 12. It's a great time. But And, and I will say, just before you move on, Sean, yeah. sorry, I mean, I, I don't think it's even going to settle in for a lot of us, too, with the Big 12 uh, until that first Big 12 actual game is played this season. That's oh, when yeah. it's all going to settle in, and that's when it's like, wow, we're really here. Like, you know, official announcement Saturday, but first official Big 12 game is when it all sets in. Oh, and I won't even like, I would say, oh, you got to go get your tickets now. But if you don't have your tickets, I mean, go go, <laughs> go get them on SeatGeek and, and <laughs> spend the fees because uh, I, got, I got season tickets at the right time. Yeah, that's a good thing about being an alumni. You get some cheap season <laughs> tickets. But uh, yeah, no, that, uh, Nick, we're going to have to get you to come up from Tampa for that, for the first Big 12 game against Baylor. Because I mean, oh, I'll be, I'll, that, I will, yeah. I will definitely be there for that one. I have to be part of history. I like being part of it. Yeah, that's that I can't like because we were at the Cincinnati game and that was insane last year. I was there for the game day experience, but last year felt a little bit different. The the Baylor game, I think, is going to probably be one of those moments that if you're not like you have to be there, it's like you got to spend the money. You have to be there for that moment. Um but even yeah, just we'll, tailgate, even just tailgating for oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it'll be actually cool like. It'll be cool to see the opposing uh, team section actually filled. Like, for years, nobody traveled from the American. So it'll be cool, like, even though I like to have it completely filled up by UCF fans, it'll be nice to have, you know, some opposing team's fans to talk junk after we we beat them in the bounce house. Um, But, (laughs) all right. So now that we're uh, officially in the Big 12... Right now, there's some recruiting battles that next week we were we're going to talk about. We're about to get some big time recruits that are going to commit. Uh, pro- one today that we, we're not going to talk about here. We'll we'll talk about it all next week because we're going to have a good probably three or four recruits commit to UCF by our next episode. But I found this was something we needed to discuss, and I Nick basically came on today's episode for this reason, and we are more than happy to bring you this type of coverage for the final time. And when I say final time, I mean this is the final time we will ever talk about USF. Now, some UCF fans are are more than happy on Twitter to go and um, berate the Bulls whenever they get the chance. But there was a recent article that came out in the Tampa Bay Times, which I highly recommend you go read. Highly recommend. One of the better articles I've read within the last couple months uh, in anything sports-related, not just because it's UCF. It was very well-written, so definitely go check it out. But... Basically, it it chronicled the history of the war on I-4 between UCF and USF and kind of why USF lost this battle and why UCF won it. Uh, and it goes in depth, and we'll go into it here. But it seemed like, and Nick has a pulse on Tampa Bay fans, but Nick kind of pissed some Tampa Bay fans off a little bit the other day because he made a comment calling them soft, uh, which, you know, I don't disagree with. But we're going to go into it here because we're no longer going to talk about USF on this pod. This is going to be the last pod that any three of us will mention the team down in Tampa. Reason being, I think 
there's no point in talking about them. Not saying I am not going to check up on their record or their stats or how they're doing in the American. It's always going to be that little hint of how are they doing, right? But I think there's literally no point in talking about, and I'm not razzing on non-Power 5 teams because like I said, I'm always going to support non-Power 5 teams because we were there for so long and I want those teams to get moved up just like us. But I feel like with everything that's happened in the history and how kind of idiotic USF Bulls fans can be, there's literally no point in me wasting my breath on our UCF podcast about Big 12 football and talking about a team that's not even the best team in the state of Florida and the American. Straight up. FAU coming into the American is way better than USF and is in a much better position. So let's get into it. Nick. Tampa fans don't like you anymore, even though you go on to a radio show, J.P. Peterson show, every day, uh, 10 to 12, Monday to Friday. Go check it out on YouTube. Every single day, you go on and you talk Tampa sports. And you support Tampa sports. You're the biggest supporter of the USF Bulls on this show. But they basically called you out. They called the show out because you called them soft. Because an article, a, a very true article was chronicling because UCF is now going to the Big 12, stating why USF lost. Can you answer this question? Why do USF Bulls fans, why are they so butthurt over facts? And why the hell do they care when a reporter is reporting why USF is where they are at? Why does it hurt their feelings so much? Well, Sean, you have to understand that the truth hurts. And honestly, I could just leave it there. But the truth hurts. And listen... I am I a USF fan? No, I'm a USF supporter. Um, you know, long before, like I said, I knew what USF or UCF was. I went to USF games. You know, I had some Bulls merch and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I still support them. And I want. I I was never part of this. This I don't consider myself part of this rivalry. I just don't. Even when I've gone to every USF UCF game. I've never found myself being like, oh, God, I can't wait to beat USF today. Like, I'm just, that's just not me. Because at the end of the day, I'm a Tampa native and they're a Tampa team. And so I want to see all my Tampa teams do well. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I, I said this on Twitter because I, I don't like responding to people who go after. I mean, it is what it is. I, I, we're in a business that you say things publicly. You can come at me all you want. It's fine. You know, it is, that's your right as it is to my, give my opinion. But there was one person that I got into like a back and forth with in a very respectful way, uh, which is hard to do, by the way, on Twitter. It really is. But I'm, I'm proud that we were able to accomplish that. And I kind of, you know, was thinking about what I said. And, you know, if I had any regret, I shouldn't have probably put everybody in a box and said, you know, the Tampa Bay sports fan is soft because I am a Tampa Bay sports fan. Right. So I almost lumped myself in there. And listen, I don't think everybody's like that. I think there's a segment of the USF fan base and you could do this for every fan base. I think the listen, I think the UCF fan base is guilty of being pretty sensitive as well. Right. I think that's fair. Right. You would agree. I I think every single sports team. Yes. In America or in the world, there are a group of fans that can be sensitive yes, to any but negative. Certain, but there's certain things to get sensitive about, and that's you know that's a fan's right. Like when you're a fan, you're supposed to you know go to bat for your team all the time. But when it comes to media coverage here in Tampa, I think people have to understand, and I know this is hard for USF fans to really kind of get on board with. There's one there's one main paper in Tampa. It's Tampa Bay Times. 
And there's a couple guys who cover college football and they don't cover just USF. Their job is to cover the entire state. There's a lot of teams in the state and a lot of national powers, right? National brands. Uh, I, I will tell you this, if you were to ask me, which school is represented more in Tampa in fandom? I don't know if I can answer that question definitively and say, yeah, it's USF. They have a stranglehold on the the Tampa market. I think it's the Gators. I mean, that's just my personal opinion from, from living here. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. And so of course those teams are going to have maybe more coverage and certain stuff. And it's going to be more positive because in all fairness, and even so some of those teams have gone through some low points lately they're the national brands and they're going to get their coverage. It's not that USF, I think USF gets their coverage, but the thing is there's a lot of other things to write about right now when it comes to USF. And I mean, you want to talk just strictly on the field. One win last year, 47 of 51 games they've lost against their last, against FBS opponents. I mean, there's not a lot of good to write about. And my, my, my argument was, you know, you're attacking journalists and saying that, you know, they're just, they're old men who are just trying to get clicks for the dying paper and things like that. Whatever. I mean, you can have that take all you want, but I, I mean, maybe it's part of the fact that I'm in that business and we went to, we all went to journalism school and I think we understand how it goes. Like I'm not going to make those comments about other journalists. I'm just not going to. And I just find it. And maybe again, I'm not a USF fan, so I don't take it as personally as a lot of people. And I get that, but I don't see, I guess where they're coming from when I read the coverage. But again, I don't have the benefit of being a fan and having to look through those lens. But that's just me. So, yeah, I got a little fired up earlier this week on the show and and you know, called them out because at the end of the day it's like if you just want to read good stuff, well, welcome to the world. That doesn't exist and that's not journalism. It's not. And that was my whole opinion. It was my whole take on this. If if you want to read good news, you can go find it and you can read what you want. But here's the thing. You're all going on Twitter and you're saying, well, we're not going to read this article, right? This is just another piece to fluff up UCF and put us down and they're trolling us and this and that. But yet when I go and look at the Times website, I see it's the most read article for two days in a row. And even today, we're three days removed from that article. It's still sitting in the top five. You are reading it. If you don't like, don't read it. You 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 gave them what you, you this whole click thing that you said they're just looking for. Well, you gave them the clicks, and I mean you did all that. Wow. So, I, again, the truth hurts. I think the article needed to be written because I think it's a hundred percent fair game to ask why your direct rival, eighty miles away or whatever it is in Orlando, somehow lapped you in a decade, essentially a decade lapped you when you were ahead of them, at least on the football field for a pretty good amount of time. I think that's fair to point that out. And people can say, well, they're just rehashing old stuff that we already know and they're just putting us down. I don't I don't recall ever seeing it put out and laid out in a in a long form article like it was in this one. There were a lot of things I didn't know about that I learned in this article mm-hmm. that I think a lot of USF fans maybe have learned about, especially the younger ones who don't understand it, right? So I think it needed to be written and you have to you have to learn from your failures. You have to learn from your past if you want to move forward. What did UCF do to get better? How did they do this? What can we what can we learn from that? What can we gather and and now apply? Because now they're where we want to be and how do we get there? And so again, my last message to USF before we're done talking about them, forget about UCF. 
Just forget about it. It's dead. The rivalry is over. That the way I hate that it's like that because this is the world we live in now with college athletics, but it's over. And UCF likewise. Just for, just forget about it. It's in your rearview mirror. You won that battle. You move on. You'll find a new rival. I'm, pro- I'm sure you'll probably tell me it's Cincinnati. I don't care. And for USF, your main goal, you need to find a way to stay in front of FAU or you can make the argument that FAU might be in front of them. I don't know. But that to me is your next goal. And that's, a f- I think, everything in that article was fair if you're a USF fan. But again, the truth hurts and I understand that. And they've been put through a lot the last few years. I get it. But again, I, I can't look, I'm not looking at it from a fan's lens. So I think that's why my take on it's just a little bit different. And I want to make it very clear for the UCF fans are like, why are you guys talking about this? Again, we're celebrating how UCF got here. And part of the reason we got here is because of everything that they did after they weren't accepted into the Big East. Like, UCF not getting accepted into the Big East is probably the main reason why UCF is now in the Big 12. Because they kind of got that kick in the ass of saying, you're not good enough. And UCF took that and became relevant and tried to figure out ways to benefit and to get themselves in the national landscape. And that's how it happened. To the USF fans, they're like, they can't keep our name out their mouth. And they're on the day they're going to a Power 5 conference, they're talking about us. I promise you, this will be the last time we talk about you. But I think it's worth mentioning since you blew up Twitter, you blew up socials, you talked about my good friend Nick over here in poor taste after he was just being honest. We're going to talk about it. All right. You slandered this good man. But again, I I really, I just, but again, I, I, I personally just don't, this, at the end of the day, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? I think mostly we're just talking about fans. And to be honest, there's no, but but the the only, in the the bigger, the bigger scheme, no, we're, we're literally talking about it. We're we're talking about college athletics. Yeah. I, I, okay. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, just because people went after me, like I, I don't, it's college athletics, man. It, it is what it is. Listen, we, that's the thing. We, like, you know, Nick, there's been times I see comments. And I'm like, you know how great I can respond to this right now. That would just bring me joy, right? That would just bring me great joy knowing I can respond. But we are also all aware and that, listen, we get those comments every single week. We post an episode, we get comment. Like, it doesn't matter. It comes with the territory, like you said. I think the problem with USF fans, and this is this is what I've said completely, and USF fans, I'm speaking directly to you because I know you're definitely watching this. I know you are. I agree with you. I understand the pain. If I was in your shoes, I would have said the exact same stuff on Twitter. I would have cried my eyes out. I would have said the exact same stuff to UCF fans because you're butthurt. I understand that. If UCF was in that situation, which guess what? They were. We were in that situation. We didn't get invited to the big boy table. We got stuck with the little kids. And that's also, USF fans, remember, who didn't let UCF come. They said, we're not coming if UCF is coming. We don't want them. If you want us, you can't have them. That's what you guys did. So now, when it comes to it, you're all upset and fighting and punching and saying, this isn't fair, blah, blah, blah. Life isn't fair. And this is what you have to live with. The problem with your athletic department right now, the problem, and the problem with you guys in general, is you can't just admit, listen, we messed up, we made an error here, let's correct it. Give UCF credit, you don't even need to give us credit 
all the, like you say, listen, UCF did this right. Let's move on. Let's try and get it in the next time. It's you keep talking on Twitter. And I will say to UCF fans, what's the point in fighting with them on Twitter? You're in the Big 12 Conference. You're going to be making at least $40 million a year from your conference. USF's going to be making six. What are we doing here? Like, there's literally no point. So, after this episode, like, the only reason we're talking about this is it, it was our rival for many years. And it's your Nick is right. This is not a rivalry anymore. It wasn't just a lap. We, like, lapped them by, like, two miles. Two miles beat them. The USF's huffing and puffing. They got a good start. They got, like, a half a mile head start. And now it's, like, two mile head start. You lapped them. It's Usain Bolt this thing. Yeah, Usain but, Bolt and, and, and again, against, like, And this is the thing that's, I do feel bad for the fan base. Because at the end of the day, the fan base has nothing to do with this. The fan base has nothing to do with anything that has happened between these two schools, in my opinion. At all. I think the article really pointed out most of the things that were out of fans' control. And I know we're probably going to get into that here in a second. Some of the the guts of that article, if you will, of what went wrong and how UCF was able to get to this point. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel bad for the fan base. I mean, they, this, is a, this is a school that packed 65,000 people in Raymond James Stadium what, 16 years ago? Number two in the nation? And and imagine this, where we stand today, how things are. And it's not really the fans' fault, really at all, in my opinion. I just think that there's been things out of their control that is, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Rob, I want to go to you. Because obviously, again, I don't want to spend too much time on this because this is a celebration. But this is also a celebration, I don't, I want to make it very clear. I don't wish the downfall of any program. Like, yes, at the end of the day, I don't really care for you, USF. I mean, I don't Miami care for their fans. Have a downfall. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Oh, I'm down for that too. I mean, listen, I'm down for it all. USF fans, the way they've acted over the last couple of years, you know, I, I don't really feel sympathy. Now, I do feel bad in the sense of I understand if I was in that situation, I can put myself in their shoes and feel that sympathy and say, you know what, I can imagine if I was a fan how I would feel if my school didn't get invited to the big boy table and it looks like I've won how many games in the last three years and there's no stability and now we're just starting now to kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. But then again, who knows, right? Kind of give your take on it. Obviously, you read the article. There was a lot in that article that really kind of mapped it all out and said USF was at a perfect point in their history. They had everything in front of them. They were number two in the nation with Jim Levitt. They were they were ready to take off. And USF said, we're not going to put money into athletics. We want to be an academic school. We want to focus on academics. We don't care about an on-campus stadium. That's not our main priority right now. We're playing in an NFL caliber stadium. Their words, they didn't care. They're just They just now had their indoor practice facility built. They didn't care about athletics and athletic facilities. They were focused on the academics. They thought athletics is to second to academics. So when you look at this article, what was the thing that kind of stood out to you in the article? Um, there was a lot, but what was one thing that really stood out that you can kind of take back and say, not just for USF, because this is mainly UCF, but what was the turning point for UCF that's that you kind of took from that article and says, you know, this is kind of the reason for me that that was the turning point. 
Yeah, I think there was a section of the article that mentioned uh, John Hitt, you know, former former president of UCF, where a lot of guys weren't willing to give, you know, UCF the chance. And John Hitt believed in athletics and believed in financing that. And he pretty much just did that and, you know, focused on an athletic uh an athletic build of um, UCF as a college campus. And I mean, it's, you can see the, the dividends it's paid off. I mean, again, UCF has an on campus stadium currently. Listen, everybody likes to make fun of it. I know USF fans like to make fun of it. Uh, you know, we passionately call it the bounce house, other, you know, teams, rival fans call it a liability, uh, you know, OSHA, an OSHA violation, but no, I mean, listen, it's an on-campus stadium. It's a pretty nice stadium regardless. It, it adds, I think the bouncing factor adds part of the charm to it. Um, I mean, it's it's one an of electric the top atmospheres in college. Oh yeah. It's, it's loud. I mean, just the bleachers and stuff bouncing up and down. It's loud. Like that creates noise for such a small stadium. There's room to expand obviously. And I think there's plans to expand it. So no, just I think President Hit and and the hiring of George Le- uh, George O'Leary too. That was another turning point. Was getting him in for you know the better part of over a decade was was instrumental to UCF as an athletics program, especially on the football side. Just having that having the football stadium built is, I think, at least almost half the the effort that goes into to making sure. Because listen, I mean, you're in Florida. Um, basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, all important sports. You see a lot of guys come out from Florida for, for those sports, but let's be honest in the South and in the Southeast football is King. So, you know, if you can invest in those football programs, uh, you see it. And like you said, USF didn't USF said, we're going to kind of take kind of what like Florida's doing a little bit now where they're kind of backing off. Now, granted, Florida has the foundation already built there, but kind of backing off and saying, well, we want to be a well-rounded school. We want to be good at a little bit of everything. We want to be good on the academic side. Um, and USF decided to value that. They don't have an on-campus football stadium. They can't fill Raymond James. So when they are at their worst, it looks even worse for TV. Nobody's going to look at that and say, oh, man, that's a great environment to be in. Um, and again, the article talked about a lot about the investment that USF made in the 2010s. I think like Yangling Center and stuff like that was all built in the 2010s. So, you know, they were getting ready to push into the Big East and they kind of pumped off the brakes a little bit. And I think they really thought that they had a huge step up on UCF, you know, going to the Big East. I think, what was it, 2008 when they did the the whole bury UCF, right? Going into the Big East, we're burying UCF for good. And then what, less than six years later, both are in the American together. And then, I mean, it's just been takeoff for, for UCF since. I mean, UCF has pretty much completely left USF in any major uh, conference rivalry, pretty much owns the war on I-4 rivalry. And listen, they were close for, you know, close in football for a couple years. But I mean, you just, you see it. You see UCF's going on to bigger and better things. USF's getting left behind and they're going to have to fight FAU for, you know, who's most relevant in the American in Florida now. So, and it's probably not them. It's probably not them. So I, I just, it's, it's not a, to kind of just go back to the article and talk about the way people view things. I just don't think sports fans have the mentality that a lot of people see when you read like good journalism. This is an example of good journalism. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of journalists, sports reporters, especially that go out for clicks that say ridiculous, stupid things. Unfortunately, they get a lot of national jobs because they drive those clicks. But 
you know, not every sports reporter, especially local reporters, are out to get you. Not every article they write that has a little bit of a critical tone. This isn't even really an opinion piece. This is all backed up by fact. It's not an it's opinion not an, at all. No, there's it's not. No a, it's not an op-ed. So there's no op-ed in this. So it's not them going out there and saying, "Yeah, let's publish this because this is really going to piss off USF fans. We're going to kick them while they're down." That's not what they're doing in this situation. Are there journalists and sports reporters that do that? Absolutely, but in this case, absolutely not. I mean, it was a well-written article. I'm not just saying that because it, they're trying to gas up UCF and clap for UCF. It's taking a critical look back and saying. What the hell went wrong? They went to a crossroads. UCF went left and went up. USF has gone down consistently and is at one of their lowest points, but they're looking to try to get out of it. You know, they're trying to get an on football, on campus football stadium within the next decade. I, I mean, that's, it's, it's going to take a long time, but don't be butthurt over critical writing. There's a difference between critical writing and you know, kicking you while you're down writing. And that's not what this is. There's, there's critical. And then there's just trying to pile it on. And that's not what this is. It's a critical think piece as, as what happened backed by fact. So there's no reason to get on the journalists in the Tampa Bay times in this situation. I think like you both said, it's, it's the state of, of tribalism in sports, right? You have your teams. If you don't say good things about my team, I'm going to get up upset and offended. And I don't think in this situation you should be offended. You should say, Maybe we should take a step back and see what UCF did so we can try to better ourselves. And I want to end it soon because I don't want to, you know, I think at the end of the day, we're talking about something. It's It's been, USF fans are correct. It has been done for a while. Like it's beating a dead horse to a degree where we are excited and we're, we're happy to be going to this big thing. But I will say, I give us all, a lot of credit right now. Like any sports fan, is a fan of a specific team, right? Like Rich Eisen, he's a fan of the Jets. But he can also be very down the middle and know like when to criticize and when to be like you could still have it be a fan, but also call it like it is, right? And I think for us, listen, we're UCF fans. I will never hide that. But if you go back and look at our videos from the last season, it wasn't like we were trying to, you know, oh, kind of sugarcoat things, or, oh, it wasn't that bad. And listen, I'm not going to call US, UCF fans out. There's some people that cover UCF that don't call it like it is. Or some UCF, you know, Twitter faces that don't call it like it is. Like, they hype up, and I understand the trying to be a fan, and then you're a fan. I'm a fan, but I'm also having a job to do where I look at it from a different lens. I did it in college, I do it now. If something is not looking right, the question needs to be asked, what's wrong and why is it going wrong? And I think I give all of us credit for that, where we don't just say, okay, we're this amazing thing. It's like, we look at the team as a whole. I can be a fan and want the best and really hope, like the Magic. I covered the Magic for the last year. Not saying I didn't want them to win every game, but ultimately, when you're talking about a team on a broadcast, you have to be, a, you ha, you can't be, a fan, you have to be objective and you have to say what it is. So in this case, like USF fans, I really am truly sorry. It sucks. It, it really blows. The best thing that we can each do is give each other a handshake because at the end of the day, that rivalry helped us get to where we are today. That rivalry helped us. It pushed us to be better. I don't, again, I don't know if we didn't have this rivalry, I don't know if UCF is in the spot it is now. I think 
the game in 2016 still, in my opinion, is probably one of the greatest college football games I've ever seen with my eyes. That will go down as one of the best games in Florida football history. Hands down. I'm glad UCF came out on the, the, the top end of it, right? But I think it's better for USF and it's better for UCF. At some point, listen, I'm not going to say I hope USF becomes a Power 5 conference. I'm not going to say that. I don't wish them any goodwill to become a Power 5 conference. But I'll say this. If there's any school to do it in Florida, I think it would be USF. And I think one day, if that ever happens where they become a Power 5 conference, I think that'd be a great thing to start the rivalry up again. But probably for the next decade, folks, you're not seeing it. It's not me trying to be all negative and saying, oh, you know, no more rivalries. No, we don't have spot on the schedule. You don't have spot on your schedule. You're That's how it is. So it was fun while it lasted. I'm happy we got to see it as much as we did. But this will be the last time this podcast talks about USF ever again until something crazy happens. But as long as we're doing this podcast and UCF's in the Big 12 and USF's in the American... We will never mention this rivalry again, but I will say I appreciate the rivalry because without that rivalry, we don't get to where we are today. So shake each other's hands. Let's say bye to each other because officially tomorrow, we're done. We're done with each other. The the I hope an E60 documentary gets it gets made about the UCF USF. <laughs> why are you why are you rolling your eyes? I think that'd be a great doc. That, like underdog beats the, beats the older brother, not the older right, brother. Sean, let's let's, let's brother. get out of fantasy land. There's no, no, there's no E60 coming. <laughs> no, there needs to be an E60 on UCF football. I think that's a pretty cool. We, E60, we already got the one thing. What was the like the ten part series they did in 2021? That wasn't a real. That was a no. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna E60. get sensitive about it? What was wrong? What was wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't a doc. It was a in-season documentary it was, it about the might season. As, it might as well have been a, a college football hard knocks. Come on. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Well, but what, I think what more do you want? An E60 doc on UCF's well, history. That's what I want. Can't. Okay. Well, you know, you can't always get what you want. USF fans, you hear that? You just can't always get what you want. Okay. I think it's a good way to end it. I mean, we're all pumped. We're going to the Big 12. We're, this was our celebration was for the last time talking about this. But I think it was needed because I that I, I loved that article. I, you know, those clicks, Nick, I, I'm sure UCF fans did help those clicks a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to yeah. be honest. I, I, there's, a, there's a hunch. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. I read it like three times, if I'm being honest. It was, it was a great article. But, um, three times. Ooh. Rob, final thoughts. Final thoughts. UCF officially in the Big 12, and next week, a whole bunch of recruits potentially uh, committing to the newly uh, Big 12 UCF Knights. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to continue to be some excitement around here throughout the summer. Uh, it seems like if you go around UCF Twitter, July looks to be a big month, hopefully, uh, with regards to recruitment. So, some excitement heading into uh, the season, and we're only a couple months away, which is crazy how fast time's going. But, um no, I mean, excitement all around from from recruitment standpoint, from going into a new conference. Um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to get this rolling. I'm ready to see what UCF can do in the Big 12. Um, and I'm ready to direct all of my hate and frustration towards Cincinnati. So we're moving on, moving on from USF. But, you know, for last, last, uh, last right, it's one last horns down. 
Yeah, one horn for down. good measure. That's it. Never doing that again because we're no not playing to. Texas before they go to the SEC. Yeah, we're so. not playing Texas, so there's no point. So, no, no point to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, literally, boys, we have two months. I mean, as I want two months until the season starts. Like it feels like, like at the it feels like it's been a long time, but at the same time, it feels like it, the season just ended in a way. Um, cause it feels like we've just had so much news. Like every week, it's only been a couple weeks. We have not had like nothing to talk about, but Nick officially in the big 12, it feels good. Give your, your, your parting thoughts to now entering, entering the big 12. Oh, 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 oh. I was going to say, I hope he's never flashed a horns up either. Luckily, I don't know mm, if there's many people mm, that make it to the end of our podcast. So mm, no, not a lot of people are going to see that, which is good. Thank in it for UCF fans that just saw that. We apologize. I just just want, I think you should, I think you should clip that. I just want both programs to have fun. That's it. Well, that's all there is to it. But, but no, anyway, it's, it's cool. It really is cool. Um, you know, I got a degree from UCF, and it's cool to to tell people I went to a Big Twelve school. That's a cool thing to say, right? And to have that that nice Big Twelve logo on the like it means something. I think it does. And to be on the field, it looks really sharp. And uh, you know, we will obviously this is more of a long term discussion that we'll have throughout the season. But uh, you know, it's it's I guess the big question is is what how much higher can the program get? Because the Big Twelve to me. Uh, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, and, and we'll see what happens with some of this other expansion, I think it's wide open for the dominant school to take over in that in that conference. And I guess why not UCF? I mean, the other schools. I mean, you're working with the state of Florida here. This is the the richest, the most. I mean, at least in the top three, talent richest states in the entire country when it comes to recruits and players and UCF's in a great spot, obviously centrally located in the country. So I guess that's what I'm turning my attention to now is now how can UCF get to that next level? And I think with Terry Mahajer in charge, how are you going to bet against that guy? So many questions, so many things to look for. I mean, let's first look at the recruiting class coming up and see where that ends up on the spectrum because it's looking like it's going to be a big one. And if I'm the Big 12 teams and I see UCF, I would definitely watch out. It looks like UCF is a sleeping giant no more. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Charge On. Uh, so great. Channel's doing great. We're only going to keep going further and keep getting better um, and posting more content. We only have one episode a week for about eight more weeks, fellas. Uh, then it's going back to two episodes a week. I know you're you're excited for that time. Nick is foaming at the mouth to go to two episodes a week. Um, he loves this more than more than anything. Yeah, um, we we both we both fit in uh, one right now very well. So yeah, I mean the one episode a week for you guys is is. Piece of cake. I mean, let's let's. Uh, but again, let's be honest here. You made it sound like I just I intentionally skipped these these shows because I have softball. I didn't. I, I have I have jobs. I sometimes try to move it. I have jobs plural. Okay, jobs. One of them that takes up a lot of my time writing about college athletics for on three. Okay, so let's get off my back here a little bit. I mean, I'm also, not on your back. I know you're. Million, I know you're going to show up. And for I've season. done a million shows where I've been working and writing during the show, and then you get on to me. Stop typing. You're making. You're making too much noise on my well, show. 
luckily I'm such a great editor <laughs> that I cut out all of your types. It's amazing. I what editing can oh, here, do. edit this out. Listen. Oh, see you guys didn't hear that because I edited it out. Listen, we love how all three of us is it's when all three of us are on, it's my favorite episodes. I I don't like to do Aww. it by myself. I don't like to do it. I'm glad that we are going into the Big 12 together. It's almost like New Year's Eve. We're all... That was something that just dropped. We're all going into the new year together in the new journey that is the Big 12 Conference. So hopefully I'll see you guys next week. But most likely, if I don't, I'll see you at some point over the next couple weeks. But big recruits coming to UCF. Excited to talk about it. All right, guys, this has been Charge On, presented by Bet Online. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.